Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. My name is Dusty Otis, and I get the privilege of closing out our series called Come Together. If you've been here for all four of these, will you raise your hand? Come on, somebody. That's good stuff. This is my wife. So here's my family. You're not going to see four of them. It's my wife, Heather. We have five kids. When Heather goes to the grocery store, we get the question, are these all yours? And we say, no, we're just like that stray, that house that everybody drops their stray dogs at, or that house just for kids. No, these are all of our kids. Stop asking us if these are all our kids. Yeah, they're all our kids. And so Lainey is our girl. She's in the middle. Lainey gave her heart to Jesus last year at the 30th birthday right here at Bay Valley. So that's a really big deal. And uh, people say, man, you must really love kids. They say, no, I, I really love my wife. Kids are just a byproduct of that, right? And so, so uh, I've not been, Pastor Dave spoke, spoke very well. I've not been around a man like this before in my life. What you have um, on the front row of our church is pretty special because he steers a ship, and this is a pretty big ship, and for 31 years he's been doing it really well, really well, and he's navigated a lot of mess. And so I just want to honor Pastor Dave for having me. Thank you. I just want to say, 31 years of ministry, um, you can find yourself. I know pastors. I've helped pastors and churches through transition before. You can find yourself in rut or ruts over that long of a period of time. And this man continues to plow new ground, and something very good is happening here. And it's a a huge credit to your leadership. And so I'm just thankful to be a part of your morning today. All right, so come together. Everybody say, come together. I want to say this. The first service... For the first time, this is my third time speaking here, the first sermon seemed like they might be a little bit more awake than you are today, okay? That hardly ever happens, okay, because there's about half as many. All right, so come together. If you missed any part of this series, you need to go back. It's great context for today, okay? But week one, we talked about being living stones, and Pastor Dave used the rock tumbler and talked about big rocks and small rocks and ugly and pretty and heavy and and light and pretty and all that stuff, and we're all different rocks in there, and we all come together. If you missed that, a phenomenal message to kick off the series. Week two, Hannah spoke about slowing down for God. We need to slow down for God and for each other. The action steps for that message are out. When you go out the lobby, take a right, and there's a board there. All kinds of groups and classes here for us to slow down for God and for each other, so don't miss that. Week three, Pastor Dave talked again about uh, leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership, and we're called to come together with our gifts that we've been gifted. He was in Corinthians for that message. And the, the reality of that is as your leadership grows, your influence grows. And when you get better, we get better, and we make a bigger impact in our community. And week four, we talked about we are a team that we're called to come together. One of the better analogies I've heard this year is the, uh, we're called to come together like the Power Ranger Megazoid. Megazord. Sorry. I had to look that up. I was like, is that true? The guy who said that, somebody yelled it from over here. By the way, I was like, Megazord, that guy is a legend himself, right? And so I was like, is that? I'm Googling that right now. Sure enough, got it right. It's amazing. And so if you missed any of the weeks of the message, you can go back. But I just gave you kind of a recap if, if you're not going to go back and listen, okay? to get you off the hook. And so before we start today, you need to know that as believers, when we're obedient to God's will, he builds the kingdom on earth. When we're obedient to be who he's called us to be, that he uses us, and together we build. We build. And so today we're talking about, the, the title is this beautiful Lego house that we sent. And what's, 
the word for come together. What's the word for come together? I believe I'm here on purpose this morning just like you. So there's intention behind you sitting in the seat today. I'm super glad you're here. I'm honored to be here. And on the way here, as I was listening back through the series, I knew that I was going to be talking about what I was talking about today. But as I jumped in, I heard, oh my goodness. And last night, last night, this is it. What's the word for come together? That's the series. Everybody say come together. Come together. And so I have the privilege of closing this out. And so then, don't get lost in coming together, okay? Don't get lost in that because it can mean a couple things. Here's, what, here's how we confuse coming together. We think that it means to attend. And I want to tell you that there's a big difference between attending, gathering, and assembling. And every, a lot of people, that's a general statement, a lot of people think those all three are the same thing, and they're not. They're very, very different things. And so to attend means to be present. God called you into existence. You're here, so then he called you a human being. That's where you are. And with that, you have the option or the um, decision to believe. He didn't make everybody, you, you're not born a believer, you are born again a believer, right? And so then, to be present is to attend. To gather means to accumulate or to amass, to put some stuff in a pile, right? The, the Legos in the bin were gathered. We gathered all the Legos in the bins in the back, right? But we gather to belong. We gather to belong. We attend to make the decision to believe, okay? Now, the next thing is this. We assemble. The third thing is assemble. And the definition of this is a group of people gathered together in one place for a common purpose. And so then the, the, the spoiler alert, we gather, which is great. We gather for those connections, for that relationship, but we assemble to build, we assemble to build. Assembling is the action of coming together. And so then attending is simply taking space. Not to be ugly this morning, there's nothing wrong with that because we need to create room and make space for people to attend so God can change their life, right? And so attending doesn't accomplish much. And as, we, as believers, if we only attend, it can check a box for us, but there's not gonna be much happen after that if we only come with the heart of attend, Gathering is what the first church did because they were the first church and they had to set the tone for us. And in the first church, you see that they gathered in the temple and they gathered in houses and they gathered every single day. Now we've whittled that down in Western culture 2,000 years later to Sunday only, but there needs to be a personal relationship with God every day in each of our lives. We call ourselves believers. And so when they gathered, here's what I want to tell you. This is why our relationship with God, mine, as dusty as a husband and a dad and a pastor, why my relationship is important is because the destination for me in my basement every day is, is not about the place. It's not about me saying, hey, I'm taking time to sit in my house. The destination is God's presence. I need to be in God's presence every day. I have to be in God's presence every day. And the expectation of the original church, just like ours today, is what will God do today? What's God going to do today? I believe that we are to get real with God so we can get better. We want to leave here better than we came in. When you have an interaction with Jesus, he changed your life. You leave different. You leave different, right? And so because they got, uh, and so then when you look at the first church, because they gathered, God added to their number every day, every single day. And so here's the reason we gather. We gather for three reasons, and those reasons are to worship, for discipleship, and evangelism. What is worship? I'm going to shift the focus off of me, and I'm going to give it to you. It's an attitude of gratitude. And Pastor Dave says, hey, what are you thankful for today? It's worship. Just, hey, just a second, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all the stuff that I carried with me to those doors. I'm going to leave it there, God, and this next hour of my life 
is for you. I'm going to worship you. And I'm going to open my hands, Lord, to give you everything I have, but this is also how God gives to us, right? And so we come in this morning to receive, to receive. Discipleship is getting better, right? We're going to become better followers of Jesus. We're going to become, be, believe, become better followers. And the third reason we gather is for evangelism. We want to share the gospel. We want to share the gospel with those who are attending. And so we know that God's presence is awesome and God's power is awesome. And I can have both of those in my basement by myself. What makes assembling great is God's people. It takes God's people for the assembly to happen. Otherwise, I can say, nah, it's just me and the Lord, and and I got it, right? And so assembling, the action of coming together, must be with God's people. Everybody say, God's people? All right, you're waking up. Your background doesn't matter. Your history doesn't matter. Your denomination, your upbringing, where you came from, none of that matters, right? It doesn't matter if we play the drums or we wear jeans or we wear robes or we stand up and sit down 73 times. Is Jesus the center? Then we can assemble, and that's it. God sent his son for the human race, not for a title, okay? And so we see the best example of assembling in Acts chapter 2, verses 44, is where we'll start. It says, all the believers were together, and they had everything in common. This is a common group of people coming together, right? And the reality is, regardless of your denomination, every human being on the face of the earth is God's child. He knows your name. He knows your name is what we're saying. You were created by him. And when God's people assemble in his presence with his power, what we see is big things happen. For example, the hundreds of salvations that have happened because of the few times we've actually assembled this year as a church. Hundreds of people know Jesus. We impacted uh, heaven, the kingdom of heaven forever because we assembled. We see this play out every week, if you do more than attend anyways, in Acts 2.47, and the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. And so in this series, we've learned that we are gifted, that we are leaders, that we all have a part to play, and that we're part of a team. Those are your four parts, Okay. The 228 salvations that have taken place since April are just, are just the tip of the iceberg of what God wants to do through you in this city, in your community, at your office, in your house, in your house. God does amazing things when we assemble. Now, assembling is not attending, right? And assembling is not gathering. Assembling is what happens when you get this sweet Lego house right here. It's actually assembled. It's assembled. And so you look at that box, if you got a Lego, you're holding on to that, remember. Assembling is coming together. Assembling is coming together. How many of you guys played team sports growing up, any type of team sport? You understand what this means then, right? You understand that I'm going to shelf what I want to do to go out. And what makes team sports so great is practice, right? It's not really the game, it's the practice. When you go out and go through everything that you go through and, and the least and the greatest do the exact same thing regardless because the mission is to win or, or execute this play. Everybody understands that, hey, I'm shelving everything that I am to be a part of this. That's the church. The team acronym is together everyone achieves more, right? And so if you play team sports, you understand who we're called to be as the body of Christ. That's who we are. And so for a team to be successful, they must assemble. We have to come together, Right? So and I have to trust, the, if I'm in a team sport, I have to trust the person on my left and on my right. And if I'm in football, I have to trust the person behind me. And I believe that all 11 of us are going to annihilate, right, the people on that side of the, on that side of the line of scrimmage. And so 
The, for, the first, for the church to fulfill the Great Commission, we have to assemble. Everybody say assemble. 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 All right. Henry Ford quote says, coming together is the beginning, keeping together is progress, and working together is success. Okay? It's a three-part quote. Coming together is a beginning. That's attending. By the way, the word attend is in the Bible 60 times, right? And attend means to be present. That's really good, right? Keeping together, if I can just add some Jesus to this Henry Ford quote, keeping together is progress. That's why we gather. We've gathered then. And then working together is success. It's assembling. It's assembling. The reality in all this is when we say assemble, what, we're ha- what, you're, what I'm asking you to do is this, to show up your opinion and your Facebook status. And, and it's hard to work together with people these days because everybody has an opinion and a way, and, and our way is always the better way because, well, we've been separated We've been separated a lot, and it's tough to find people that you want to be with because we've individualized everything so much, and self-expression has kind of become the way of the world as, a, as opposed to edification, right? And so then assembly is not about working together, though. Don't, don't get that confused. I know that, you know, working together is success. Assembling is about being together and believing together. What? What? In the mission. In the mission. In the vision. We're going to gather people. We're going to grow people, and we're going to go make a difference where we are. We're going to gather people. We're going to grow people. We're going to go make a difference. Gather, grow, and go. And so then the word assemble is in the Bible 240 times. 240 times. By the way, I carry this around most of the time, and I never take a drink, and my wife makes fun of me for it. 170 times in the Bible, assembling is used as a coming together. And so here is why. Uh, it's Hebrews 10.25. Let us not give up on assembling together, as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another, because when we come together, we make each other better. All the more, since you see the day that the Lord is coming is near. If you look at the Lego house on the box, every piece represented in this room, by the way, first service got pieces too, so then you would need to assemble both services to put this thing together, Right? But each piece needs the other piece. And, and I have the key piece. Wow. Foundation. There's three of these. Somebody, you might have got, there's purple. There's two purple ones, these two. This is the foundation. And so it takes every piece in this box to assemble that house, right? And so when we come together, we gather in his name to experience his presence. And when we come together, it takes all of us. It takes every piece. It takes every piece to make that. My oldest son, Oscar, with the Mohawk, he... He is a stickler for rules. And if it's not done in order, it's like World War III is happening in my house. Okay? But he did this first, and that's Kaz. Kaz knows no rules. There are no boundaries. The sky's the limit. And so to get Kaz and Oscar to put the house together at the same time is pretty tough because Oscar has to lead, right? And so you can say, well, Dusty, you know, that's great, but it's just God and me. And if you, if you would say that's your approach, that's hard because God didn't design you to live alone, to be alone, or just to have your peace. Every peace is important. And man, when we come together, we do something beautiful. And so then the reality is when you take the it's just God and me approach, that leaves you alone a lot. And that's where the enemy attacks you. The enemy loves to beat you up when you're alone. He loves to beat you up when you're alone. And remember this, the whole Bible is summed up in Matthew 22, 37 and 39. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbors yourself. What's that mean? Be in relationship with God and be in relationship with others. Be in community with God and be in community with others. 
if you're in a real relationship with God and you're in real community with others, then assembling is not an issue for you because you understand it. It's the same place that generosity from our hearts comes from. I want to be a part of this. It, this is a lifestyle for me now, right? And so it's not about, well, maybe next, maybe next week, right? It's like, no, I need this. I need this, and I understand there are people here who need me, and so I'm going to be there. And it's a commitment, right? And so the concern in all that is culture and social media and VR technology. I don't know if that's here yet, right? But it's just nuts. It creates so much separation to make you feel alone, especially for our kids. And so God doesn't want you living alone. He wants you assembled. He wants you living in community. He wants you, you're a part. You're a part. If you had any message in the series, you're a part, right? And we all have different parts to play. Now, if you look at the Lego box, the part that's most susceptible on here is probably the roof line, right? If Axton were here, our two-year-old, he would rip that thing to shreds in about 20 seconds. The parts that are most susceptible are the ones that are on the edge. And if you came in today and you said, hey, Dusty, um, if this was actually sitting here, and you said, hey, could I get that, um, that table from out of the inside of that house right there? I'd say, man, it's really hard for me to get that for you. I have to take the whole roof off and probably one wall because I got these big mitts and and I can't let you borrow that. But if you ask me to borrow a piece on the outside, I'd say, sure, you can borrow it right now. No problem, right? You see the pieces on the edge are the most susceptible to harm. And so if you want a piece of the roof, easy. It's still assembled. The core of the house still exists. It's all good when we're talking Legos, right? Now, the difference then between attending and assembling is the difference between coming together and being alone. It's the difference between this house and your piece. Now, together, we all have what it takes to make this, okay? But alone in your single seat, you got nothing. You probably don't even know what you have. There are so many weird pieces, this thing. When I was going through this, I was like, what is this? What is this? Oscar would know, okay? The one who attends or the one who assembles are two very different people. It's a very checked out versus a very engaged, committed, right? And so the one on the edge is the most susceptible to harm. The one in the middle is the most protected, right? And so it's important that when we assemble, we don't just attend, we actually fulfill the action of coming together, which is assembly, because we're all sheep. The Bible calls us sheep of his pasture, so it's, it's his place we're in, right? And it also says that we've all gone astray, so we've all dropped the ball at some point, and that's totally okay, because the Bible says if you fall down seven times, you'll get up eight which means if you fall down 673 times, you're going to get up 674, okay? So then, God's grace is enough for you this morning. If you're on the edge or you're on the fray, that is where you're the most susceptible to harm, right? So then if you only come now and again, then the gospel of Jesus Christ really hasn't changed your life. You know it's good for you. You know that you should. You know that you probably could, and, and if you don't, then your wife will probably remind you that you should, right? And when you come, you know, man, that was really good, and you'll walk away from here going, why don't we do this more often? But then you get busy on Monday, and the devil likes to kick you right in the butt. And you go right back to the same grind and the same ruts that you get into. And then on Sunday, because Sunday has become the new Saturday, by the way. Saturdays are gone. They've been gone forever. And so now that Sunday is that day to recharge. They're trying to make us play flag football on Sunday mornings in my place. My kids can't play football right now. It's terrible, Right? And so because that Sunday morning is your time off, instead of coming here, you think the best thing you need to do 
is to lay and lounge in bed, and that's not the place you need to be. You need to be in the assembly. You need to be with us, right? And if that's you and you would say, man, I, you know, Dusty, you're right. I am on the edge. I've been on the edge for a while, and, and, and I don't have any excuse for it. I'm just, it's just what I do. The average person comes to church once a month, okay? So that means 12 times a year. That means there's 12 Sundays for them a year, right, to go with the Forrest Gump. If you're on the edge, what you really need to be doing is saying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Can I get right here, please? Just right here. This is where I need to be if I'm on the fray. If I'm on the fray. I have to be in the middle. Can't get to you in the middle. You can't have that table in the middle of the house, and you can't have the sheep in the middle of this flock. Do you know why? Because I'm surrounded. I'm protected. When the wolf attacks... Which one does he get? Does he get the sheep in the middle or does he get the one on the fray? He gets the one on the fray. He just chips, he just takes a little piece off that roof right there and goes, got it. Easy. Together, thick, committed, dedicated. There's all kinds of words for it. The wolf always catches the one on the fray. And so then you would say, okay, Dusty, that's good. I, I agree with what you're saying. And I agree that, that there's a difference between attending and assembling. But what is the difference between gathering and assembling? And we could go back to the definition I gave you earlier, but I really like to take you to my parents' barn. Behind my parents' barn sat three trucks, all incomplete, okay? Very incomplete. One's yellow, one's red, and one's blue-ish green, okay? There are fenders on one that I need. There are wheels on another that I need. There's a transmission in one that I need, and the motor is, has actually been, the hardest part's been done. Now we just have to assemble them. But those three trucks, if I took you to, out to my parents' barn and said, hey, why don't you come look at my truck? It's a 1977, 78, 79, which is all the same body style except headlights, right? And I said, take look at this truck. And you saw these, you'd say, this is junk. There's no truck here. I see, I see this, I see that, but I don't see a truck. And I said, no, no, this is my truck. Everything's here. This is my truck. It's going to be amazing. It's amazing. Look at it. You would say, all I see is junk. Could use some weed eating. That tire that that transmission sit in, you could probably, you, you should probably take that inside. It's not good for it to be outside, right? And so you would tell me that my truck has not been assembled. This all needs assembled. I like that you have it here, but it needs, it needs assembled. All the parts are there. The truck's been gathered. There's attendance and there's a gathering, but there's no assembly. You guys follow me? And so then an unassembled truck will not go anywhere, just like an unassembled church will not do anything. We must come together. I can hold my peace all day long in my pocket and be like, well, guess what? I got the door, folks. So you want to come to this house, you come through me. I can do that, or I can say, hey, I got the door. Where are we going? I, I, now, hey, I need, the other, I need the other corner piece of the wall. I need the other piece of foundation. Who's got that? Hey, yeah, everybody get in here. If I had a table about 40 feet around, we could all do this together, right? And so God told us to assemble, not just to gather, not just to gather. Everybody here has a Lego piece. It might not be your favorite color. Maybe it is. Okay, it's a very inclusive uh, Lego set, by the way. Everybody here has a Lego, right? Now, I want to pretend that your Lego represents one, not just one brick of this house, but one brick of this house, of this church building, right? And what you need to understand about bricks, if you know anything about construction, is bricks hold a lot of worth, there are people who will, who will pay thousands upon hundreds of thousands of dollars for bricks because they're from one part of the country or whatever. They're beautiful, 
and they're strong, okay? Those are characteristics God has given you also. Even as you hold this piece of Lego that represents a brick, I can just go more analogies, right? God sees you, and he sees you awesome just how you are. Before, I put my kids to bed every night. Who made you? God. How do he make you? Awesome. All right, I'll see you in the morning. Okay? That's it. That's how God's made you. You need to know that. And so then you have strength, you have beauty, and you have worth as you sit here, and you have the same value and worth as that piece of Lego that you're holding in your hand that represents a brick of this house. Now what happens when we put all these bricks together and we assemble a house? That brick that was worth thousands is now worth millions because it's assembled. And we made a place where people can dwell and people can pray and people can worship and people can gather. People can come to Jesus because we've all put all of our bricks together and the worth increases and the beauty increases and the strength increases, and nothing, nothing, nothing will come against this house. Nothing. Because we've all put our bricks together. We've all put our bricks together. So that when we come, we come together, and we come with that common piece, which is Jesus. He's the center, cornerstone, foundation. I could give you all kinds of scriptures on that. When we come and Jesus is the center, when Jesus is the reason, when that's why we gather, what happens is we worship in one voice. When you sang this morning, what you heard was harmony, everybody together in one accord, all together, all together. We can worship in one voice. We can pray with one voice. That's called agreement. Man, give me a place where I can find agreement. I'll be there seven days a week, right? Agreement. And the agreement is because we are one in our belief. We're one in our beliefs. So when we assemble, we not only spur each other on, we sharpen each other is what the Bible says. Who doesn't need to be spurred on a little bit more? Who doesn't need to be sharpened just a little bit more? Everybody. We all do. We all do. You know why? Because when we get alone in that place, 80% of our self-talk is negative. And if, if the devil doesn't beat us up, we do. Right? But man, when I get around you guys, life gets a little bit better. It gets a little bit better. I have people to pray with me. I can worship, I can hang out with friends. Why not? It's the assembling. But if I come and play the quiet game with my arms crossed on the back row, can't even believe I came here today, man. I'm just so, I'm ready. To, like, is this guy gonna wrap up? Because it's lunchtime and Loco Moco, whatever the place is called, is gonna be closed or it's gonna be packed out and I'm not gonna be able to get in there. Can we wrap this thing up, right? There's a difference in your heart. There's a difference in your heart. And so then, Hebrews 10, 25 says, let us not give up on assembling. Everybody say assembly. As some are doing, instead, let us encourage one another all the more. All the more means all the more, more, more. Let us encourage each other more. You know what happens with that? Life, life, since the day is coming. Assembling then shouldn't be decreasing. It should be increasing because the day of the Lord is approaching. So that it's not less assembly, it's more and it's more in the name of Jesus. We should be coming together more. So I will close with this. In Acts 2, those, those verses, if you want to go back to that, that's Acts 2, 42 through 47 is the whole thing. I just referenced two of those. But you see all three. You see attending, you see gathering, and you see assembly. And the more they assembled, the more God brought. All three are needed. All three are needed. We attend to connect. Here's the point. We attend to connect. We need that connection. We know, oh man, I've got to get back to that place. We attend for connection. 
we gather for relationship. If you've been here more than once over the last month, you're here because you know somebody. And you know he or she's going to be here, so you come. It's relationship. It's amazing. It's amazing what that will do. Accountability. But we assemble for growth. And not growth, guys, so we can say, hey, look at this spreadsheet. Look at this line right here. That's amazing. And we don't, that's, not, that's not what growth is about. Growth is about people getting real with ourselves so we can become better believers. Better believers. We just want to find Jesus in our hearts, right? All three are needed. Hebrews tells us not to neglect assembling. Acts 2 inspires it. Sometimes we've just got to go back to the beginning to say, oh, wow. Look what happened because these guys came with open hearts and a common mind where they actually assembled. They came together with a common purpose. And it wasn't to check a box or to say they did or to say, guess where I was Sunday or, or, to, or to see a face. It's to see kingdom impact happen. See kingdom impact happen. And so then assemble is a group of people gathered together. An assembly is a group of people gathered together in one place for a common purpose. We assemble to build. We come together to lock arms and to become one. That's what we do. And when we do that, we impact our city. When you get better, we get better. When we get better, this region gets better. When this region gets better, this state gets better. And everybody could use a little bit of help in the state of Michigan. Amen? And so your action step this morning is really, really simple. I hope you see the importance of assembly today. I want you to grab this piece that you have in front of you. Each piece not only represents you, but it shows you that you're a piece of this house. You're a piece of this place. Okay? And I want you to take it and I want you to use it as a, as a memory. If you can, put it on your keychain. If not, put it on your dash. If it don't fit in your dash, put it in your cup holder. I want you to see it every day. Because I want you to be reminded of what you're a part of. You're a part of something so much bigger than you. And man, when we all come together, when you know what part you play, when we all come together, guys, Bay City changes. Bay City changes. It changes. So then know that today you are important. I have a really big piece, by the way. You're needed. You have strength. You're more durable than you give yourself credit for. You're stronger than you give yourself credit for. You have value. You have value. Well, nobody talked to me in, in 13 weeks since I've been there. Keep coming. Try talking to somebody else. Keep coming. You have worth. You're valued here. And you complete us. You complete this place. It's you. This place without you is nothing. We're a body of believers. We're not a building. Although I can see the cross from way down 75, it's us that makes this place go. Everybody say us. And so then I want you to pray about adding your brick to this house and coming more. If you come once a month right now, come twice. If you come twice, come three. Be here every week. Get full. Get full. Stop living life and going to bed every night hoping to wake up at zero. Come in here on Sunday and get to 100. Come here on Sunday and get to 100 so you can go tackle your week. So you can go charge hell with a water pistol and make everybody around you just know, hey, that guy or that girl's different. There's something about her that I like. There's something about him I like. Hey, what's up with you, dude? Hey, I go, I go, to, I go to Bay Valley. You should come with me on Sunday. Be there. Bet. I'll be there. Because they see it in you. They see it in you. If we do not give up on assembling, we'll make a maximum impact in heaven and a maximum impact in Bay City. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public servicemen and women. 
it's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. And so go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.